You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on The Cool Against, we are talking about all the rumors, all the gossip, all the drama <laughs> all going the spilt on tea. <laughs> in, in Barcelona and Leo, Leo Messi. Who knows what is exactly going on? We try to break it down in the most cool against way possible. That's right. Then we talk to Sandra Herrera from CBS Sports, also Southside Trap Podcast. We talk about everything from women's sports to everything going on in Chicago, that and more today on The Cool Against. What's up, guys? Landon Donovan here, and I got to kick it with the Cooligans today. Keep following, keep listening, keep watching. See you guys soon. Yeah, baby! Okay, look at is that Ooh. is that you doing an impression of uh, Lionel Messi uh, responding to Barcelona when they asked him <laughs> if he was going to stay? <laughs> that's that's my impression of uh, Lionel Messi's agent, uh, except the opposite. <laughs> when he found out he ain't making a seven hundred million dollar move. Uh, hello, everybody. Yeah, big show today. Uh, a lot to discuss. Uh, obviously, the the messy news, uh, the messy news, also right. It's yeah. me- oh, messy, it's so messy and very messy. So yeah. uh, with an I with a Y with an I E. We don't care. <laughs> it's all of those things. <laughs> what, is this French? <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Le Messi. <laughs> uh, a lot to go over today. So uh, again, hello everybody. My name is Christian Polanco. That's right. I'm Alexis Guerreros. All right. We are the Cooligans. We are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show ever that has ever existed. That's right. Forget all them other joints because they ain't as gully as we are because we just so happen to be the gulliest podcast (laughs) slash television show slash I'm right outside your house. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's a new new way to watch our show. It's a new feature, to be honest. We're social distancing, though. We're six feet outside your window. (laughs) Uh, It's the first time somebody had to file a restraining order in a television show. It's very strange. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's happened. <laughs> uh, so thank you again for tuning in. We I have a, an exciting show today. Our guest today will be Sandra Herrera. Uh, That's of, right, uh, Southside Trap Podcast. Let's uh, do the whole si- thing, Sandra. Sandra. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> Sandy. Okay. <Yo. laughs> uh, no, she's going to be on the also uh, CBS Sports. She's an NWSL analyst, and uh, we have a great time uh, talking to her. So stick around for that. But uh, yes, obviously, let's begin with this with the drama, the room. Rumors, the news. I mean, this is a, this is uh is this the E network all of a sudden? Because is this, is will, this uh, Telemundo? Is this okay. Univision? Uh, <laughs> will TV he? Novela? <laughs> will he? Won't he? You know? Uh, yeah. There's like Maria, Pedro, <laughs> Leonel <laughs> Messi, <laughs> Boludo, <laughs> Boludo, <laughs> Asado. We're just <laughs> just naming Argentinian. The camera just keeps but, jump cutting. But these are all different. these are all characters on the show. They keep yeah. Opening a door. And it's a in. skirt steak in Entraña <laughs> that's talking. Yes, spooky. Yeah, a little a skirt steak with googly eyes on it, bro. <laughs> Son, I'm, the only reason the character dies off is because I eat it in the third act. I'm watching this show, is what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. Pero <laughs> Lionel Messi. Uh, yeah, forget. Turn on the sap. 
function because <laughs> you're gonna need it this we've episode. been getting wild spanish on the show and it's gonna keep happening son <laughs> um so yes Lionel messi uh, announced that he will be staying at barcelona seven uh, minutes and- in we finally after saying <laughs> messi we finally story. get to this you know story. what because you know sometimes you watch espn fc and they're like breaking news and they just get right into it no 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 no, 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 no. that's no, not what the show is let's warm up a little bit okay let's let you know uh, feel each other out this is the aperitif Okay, let's get ready for the, yeah. the, big, the, the main the dish. The second song in our Make Love playlist hasn't even started yet. <laughs> <laughs> and you want me to just go full throttle? <laughs> Would you have a bad day at work? <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. But, uh, I mean, look, this is the, the, the news, right? We, we spoke last, last episode. Well, you know, we, it, the, all the rumors of like he might end up at NYCFC. He's going to go Man City, then NYCFC, and it was all in place. And it was like going to happen in the next like three days, right? I because thought it was going to happen. I thought, I thought, I thought it was going to happen done. too because his dad, Jorge Messi, was like he doesn't want to stay there. He is leaving. That this this uh, this clause uh, is not valid. He should be able to go. So right. I'm like, when dad starts speaking up, you know, right? Uh, it's like Lavar Ball. It's just like, oh, bro, this guy's taking over. He's taking over the whole news cycle, right? right? Imagine I had a contract dispute with Fubo and <laughs> and Diego Maradona was like Sarah. <laughs> he can't, but, nah, he can't stay if, like this and then he just starts dancing. If it like, was for seven hundred million dollars, you know your dad, your real dad will be showing yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> Just pull out of an old All station sudden, wagon. I really care about being in my son's life. Alexi, <laughs> let me help you. <laughs> so, no, but I want to read the, the quote from, uh, we spoke about this this man, uh, Fabrizio Romano. Uh, the, the, the real the, in the know. Right, the Adam Schefter of, of European football. 100%. He knows he, the vibes. You're always asking. Yes. You know the vibes? He does. He knows Goal, the vibes. And so we give, let's give credit where credit is due. Gold.com was the first to break this news. And he had, uh, uh, I saw his tweet first. Yes. Um, but he, on the tweet, it says, uh, quoting Messi, he says, I wasn't happy and I wanted to leave. I have not been allowed this in any way and I will stay at the club so as not to get into a legal dispute. The manager of, of the club led, uh, the management of the club led by Bartomeu is a disaster. So Fam. this is this is yo this is going back to school you know this is senior year you're like you know you're not really bringing the same kind of effort and energy as the the prior three years in high school uh, and this <laughs> is why yo Messi you know like, that you know that shot I can't think of the actress's name but it's the shot of her it's like a gif it's a her walking away from a house on fire behind her yes yes she uh, li- is it Angela um, Bassett maybe I think it's Angela Bassett yeah right. He's doing the same thing, but fam, <laughs> you're in the house. Yeah, yeah. You got to get out of the house before you burn it. He's burning a bridge while on the bridge. <laughs> He's like, I don't think you know how this works, my yeah, Jay. Yeah. He's like, I Throw me in the ocean. That's yeah, what he's done. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, we're all drowning. So uh, this is wild. Like, and and if this is, you know, we're reading this quote. I'm not going to say that this wasn't true or anything, but we haven't, we're not seeing a video of him saying it. So it doesn't, it almost feels like it could be fabricated because it doesn't feel like it's something he would say. I, this but, is, this is like legal grounds. Like, I mean, you are, <laughs> this is full on slander. Well, this, if, if it got to this point where he says this, that means it was really bad, right? Like this is yeah. if this is the, the the toned down statement, then this is him being. Then it must have been a, like the meetings themselves and the negotiations must have been an absolute nightmare. Oh yeah, this is a wife saying, "Fine, I'm not going to divorce you. 
I'll stay here for the kids, but you're <laughs> trash, and I'm getting my own bedroom. That's literally what just yeah. happened. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm fascinated what this uh, is going to look like this season. Uh, yeah. So, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, all right. We have uh, an incredible show coming up. Uh, a lot more. So uh, Sandra Herrera will be uh, with us uh, in a moment. Uh, so come right back after this. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. We just want to bring it with a word from one of our sponsors, us and you. That's right. Gully Squad out in full force. Uh, That's right. Uh, out. I mean, you mean in, in full force. We are staying inside. <laughs> we, are, we are outdoors <laughs> spreading yeah. this disease. That's what we do. Gully Squad. We cough in everyone's mouths, <laughs> But we, dude. we're spreading gulliness, all right? None, of that, right. none of that COVID nonsense. Nah, dude. We're, sp- we're spreading COVID-69. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the fun one. Yeah, dude. You didn't think you'd want it in the beginning, but when you get it, you're like, you know what? It's kind of fun. So, yes, uh, shout out to, 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 to Gully Squad. And, uh, yeah, for people who help uh, support the show, help us uh, put out more content. We've been doing a lot more stuff, especially uh, on uh, live streaming. Uh, they've been a part of it as well. We've been doing stuff on Twitch. It's been really, really fun. Uh, even though, yeah, we're stuck at home, we're, we can still uh, do some fun stuff and, and give, you know, whether it's a exclusive content a dope slack channel uh we're, we're still uh putting out great work uh and then that's all because of gully squad absolutely and they they support us and we want to we want to make sure that that's uh we give them back some cool content and also we want to make sure we find other people that want to come hang out in this Slack channel because so far it is pretty late yeah. it's all it's pretty awesome exactly so if you want to join gully squad all you got to do is go to soccercooligans.com and click on the join gully squad button is right there on the menu it's at the top it is at the bottom uh very visible easy to find and it's uh it's a great community and there's also uh great perks obviously we you know the gully squad was invited to our birthday party and I- how lit was that i mean they got to they got to hang out with who are some of the folks they got to hang out with, Alexis? I mean, it was a wild time that I'm <laughs> kind of forgetting now because I drank so heavily. But we had Sal Volcano of the Impractical Jokers come through. That's right. Okay. We, we That's have, right. The Impractical Jokers. We had Alexi Lalas come through, who some say is a kind of a clown. Right. Yeah. See, <laughs> so he's he's a less practical Joker. Uh, he's uh, he also serenaded us yeah. right with a guitar. Ellie Menjum of Darby Days hey. and Copa ninety fame. We had a uh, Mart- Zach Valentine, Cal Martino, Edson Buttle. Yes. I mean, everybody uh, was there. It was super super fun. Uh, so those are some of the cool uh, perks that come with being uh, uh, in Gully Squad, and and we try to give everybody a really fun and unique experience that you may not be able to get everywhere else. If you you know just a casual soccer fan, so feel free to join. Uh, again, uh, you can uh, subscribe at what like whatever level and whatever you want to give every month. Uh, and there's different uh, you know perks for uh, the, the different levels as well. So make sure uh, go, again go to soccercoolings.com, uh, click on the join Gully Squad button, and come aboard. Toot toot. <laughs> All right, baby, we're back here on a Cooligans living room FC. And like we always like to say, dude, it's just a revolving door of superstars. Right? <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? We don't, we we whisk- don't do a small here. You know what we, I mean? And we whisper it just like that. A revolving yeah. <laughs> door of superstars. That's right. We're, again, people, sometimes they listen to us in their ears, and I just want them to know that we don't need to be loud about it, right? It's just a revolving door of superstars. But, I mean, this look, we saw her shine during the uh, NWSL Challenge Cup. 
every five seconds throw to her because one of the <laughs> one of the co-hosts of the main project didn't even know play his names. <laughs> so Sandra, save this. <laughs> uh, she's absolutely incredible, really insightful. Pretty much knows everything that's happening in women's uh, soccer, which is wild. Uh, you may know her from CBS Sports Analyst. You probably also know her as the co-host of the Southside Trap podcast, uh, which I'm here in the streets of saying is the other cooligans, which I always respect. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's just drive and pull over and put your hands together for the one, the only, Sandra Herrera. <laughs> what is good, Sandra? What's going on, guys? Thanks so much for having me today. So early in the morning. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. No problem. You. I mean, it's it's early for you, but on the you know for, for uh, Eastern time, it's like reasonable. Uh, nah, I mean, not reasonable, not reasonable for comedians. For us. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> comedian I shouldn't time complain. is a little different, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know what's journalist time like. Like, do do you do journalists appreciate getting up early or no? I really who sleeps, man. Honestly, <laughs> I hear that's overrated. <laughs> what is what is your day like? Is it just simply trying to scoop? Uh, you know, equalizer and uh, and Meg Linehan. Is that all you do all day? No, that's that's fam right there, man. I think uh, it's a it's a weird it's a cool vibe actually. The the vibe is just different. I think when it comes to covering women's soccer, there's a it's a, and it's a good vibe too. Like there's a lot of uh, collaborative effort there going on behind the scenes. I think that a lot of people uh, might not actually be aware of, uh, but it's been especially like this journey, like my own personal journey, like kind of. Um, you know, because I've written stuff for, for Equalizer Soccer, yeah, right. you know, and, you know, I kind of started kind of on those independent sites and blogs and uh, kind of getting to a place like CBS Sports, you know, that's, you always remember where you come from, right? So um, there's a, there's been a lot of great support on, on both sides of, of the aisle here as someone who's like, you know, working with a spot like CBS as a, a digital partner and, you know, people who have been doing this for like a decade almost you know so uh it's it's been a it's been 2020 has been quite a year but in terms of the women's soccer coverage it's been real nice yeah what yeah. what did um you know uh, the cool thing is like w like i personally didn't know uh, uh like i i feel like i didn't know who sandra <laughs> herrera was and then when i did know i was like like I, I felt like I was late to the game, you know what I mean? Because it's like you get so much love, and then see, seeing you on on CBS, uh, and from frankly, it's just like to see women's soccer co coverage and see it just taken seriously by everyone involved. Uh, it is it 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 is like a thing where you're like, oh, this is what it was always supposed to be like, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, honestly. As yeah. opposed to, um, you know, it being like wildly niche or like or doing something uh, uh, tacky to make it seem more interesting. It's just like, no, just talk about the athletes and analyze the game like they're normal people and people will will grow to respect the game as they as they rightly should. As far as your just getting that opportunity to work for CBS and then just, you know, instead of just being being a writer and being on camera. Uh, what has uh, you know changed for you as far as like uh, what you feel your contribution is to uh, women's soccer? Honestly, this kind of stuff, man. I, I'm used to being behind the scenes, you know, writing, um, whether it's analyzing, critiquing, or profiling and featuring players or coaches. 
and doing things like on the more like the audio side, like the podcasting side of things. So uh, being brought on and asking to do kind of quick, immediate reactions, you know, like in a post-game capacity, uh, I'm not going to front with something completely new to me. But at the same time, I also had a bit of a familiar feeling because I'm just someone in this landscape, one of many who have just been trying to do just that. Talk about these athletes like they are professional athletes. Uh, talk about the work that they're doing on and off the pitch, because some of the work that they do doesn't get highlighted enough off of the pitch, especially within this lens of 2020, right? There's a lot of players out there doing a lot of amazing stuff, have a lot of amazing stories. And on top of that, right, there are these amazing athletes. So being able to try to encompass all that in this sort of kind of quick succession and, you know, making sure you can kind of bridge those things together for like the audience that's really kind of niche and already in place while also kind of introducing a wider audience, a more general audience and a new audience, really, that's kind of being introduced to NWSL for the first time. So it's a, it's been a growing experience, been a learning experience, uh, and that we're all just trying to do our best, right? And yeah, this year, yeah. including myself, myself included. Uh, but it's been it's been so dope to see all all the support, and from you know all corners of the uh, deep dark internet. <laughs> <laughs> when you started, when you started writing about soccer, was was a dream of yours or or a goal or, or like to get in front of the camera? Because one of the things that I noticed immediately is the authenticity of your voice, because you don't, you don't, you don't code switch when when somebody asks you a question and be like, well, thank you very much for asking me. Actually, the reason I, you know, you you keep it a hundred, and that's something that Christian and I set out to do. Is like, I mean, yeah, there's a way to answer something correctly and tactfully, but like, if if our immediate reaction is to be like, oh, damn, it's like we're not going to hide that, and you do that incredibly well, and it's something that brings me a lot of joy to see, especially on a channel like CBS. Is that something that you thought of when you were going to get in front of the camera that you did it sort of insightfully? You were like, I'm going to keep it exactly to who I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna have Chief Keith playing in the background <laughs> to make sure everybody knows. They're gonna exactly, learn today. You know <laughs> the no glow boys is just outside this door. <laughs> I, hey, you know, you're giving me some ideas here to incorporate. Maybe I'll let it maybe I'll pitch that to, to the, the CBS producers, see how they feel about it. But um no, I mean my whole thing is, you know, I think starting this, my story <laughs> is always going to begin and end with Chicago, right? I mean, I'm not trying to be disrespectful on nobody's house here, but I'm from the greatest city in the world. Oh, in Chicago. Right. <laughs> Everyone and, heard her say second greatest, right? I'm sorry, go hey, ahead. I'm just, I'm just saying. But, uh, you know, part of like... second city, I don't know. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. We, we like the chip on the shoulder, you know what I'm saying? It gives yeah. us a little more to aspire to. But, uh, you know, it really kind of just started with that, honestly, like getting into this and, and diving into women's soccer coverage. Um, you know, Chicago, similar to New York, right, is a very sports saturated city. I mean, two baseball teams, an NFL team, you know, NBA team, et cetera, et cetera. But it also has a really unique opportunity in that it's also home to a lot of women's professional sports leagues. I think it might be one of the only cities that has like multiple pro women's sports teams within uh, its city. And I grew up, you know, loving basketball, loving soccer and sort of seeing a team like the Red Stars, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate that there is an NWS, NWSL team that reps Chicago. And um, I kind of really kind of got into it during that 2015 World Cup. And then I really didn't, didn't make the leap to start doing coverage until that following season in 2016, because I was just so impressed by 
the Red Stars and what they were doing, you know, as this really young team at the time, they had a young, young core of rookies, you know, shout out to the player like Sofia Huerta who's with OL right now or a player yeah. like Jersey Kid, Jersey Kid like Colo Prico, right? So mm-hmm. they had like this a cool young group, like core group of players. And I was like, man, like, why isn't uh, some local mainstream outlets for Chicago, like giving this team, you know, more love? And um, following that year, I was like, well, let me try to kind of throw my hat in the ring, right? And um, be able to kind of get my perspective uh, on this team and, and, and what they're doing. And it just kind of took off from there, um, reaching out to independent sites, seeing if they honestly wanted to have somebody even write about, you know, women's soccer, because you'd be surprised there's there's places out there that you pitch to and they're like, they pass and they're like, no, nah, we're, we're good, right? So to sort of see this kind of trajectory from, you know, 2015 in particular, when the league's been around since 2013, right? And the, to now 2020, you know, having this this big deal with with CBS for, you know, multi-years, you know, um, and having them be exposed internationally on, on a platform like Twitch, right? Um, all of that stuff is so cool to see. And when I started this, I was always me, right? So I was writing about it from a local capacity. And then we started a podcast with Southside Trap. And then, uh, you know, me and my co-host, Claire Watkins, shout out to her, the God. Yeah. And uh, she came on board and was like, let's, yeah, let's do this. And she's, she's so much of the, she's both the captain and the anchor, honestly, uh, of the podcast. So uh, just kind of building and like trying to establish community. And while leaning into something like the podcast, still continuing the writing component of it. Right. And being brought on to, to CBS, that didn't change for me, right? I'm still Sandra. I, I still got my start the way that I got my start. Yeah. And I'm still where I'm from, right? So for me, uh, integrating those things, it, it wasn't about integrating those things to me. It's, it's, it's just about presenting myself to potentially a new audience, right? There are moments, and I think we can all kind of relate to this. There are moments where you have to do a bit of code switching sometimes. Have to, yeah. Uh, it's just maybe a survival instinct, right? Uh, but you're, you're not in Zoom meetings like, "Yo, what's good, fam?" <laughs> I mean, not what everybody. A, not what everybody about the guap? Can... <laughs> I will put in the chat what guap means for everyone. Not, not everybody can handle the energy, man. It's just, yeah. it's just how it goes. That's just how it goes sometimes. Uh, so yeah, you kind of got to have that. You kind of kind of have that in the back of your head. But uh, people, especially in a year like this, I think they they value and appreciate uh, authenticity, right? So when you are kind of you're just staying true to yourself being yourself being honest with people right i think they're a lot more receptive to that and to be quite frank when i'm covering a game and something really cool happens i want to say that something really cool happens (laughs) yeah uh you know i want to say that something like that x player dunked on y player and that was insane right and uh people people vibe off of that man so uh it hasn't it's 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 been it's been it's been good and hopefully i don't you know get too many producers notes about having to (laughs) change it up that's why we uh, appreciate you absolutely we are here with sandra herrera uh of Southside trap podcast and uh so i I, and and specifically that i want to talk about the chicago red stars uh a little bit because i remember this was last year this is before the uh uh, this is during the nwsl playoffs and uh, meg linehan oh friend of the show 
friend of ours, all yeah. of us, right? Uh, she was on our show and she was, and we were trying to get an understanding, uh, especially that was like really the first NWSL playoffs that, that we really, really paid attention to, to every single game. We were trying to analyze every single team and the red stars, especially when they were growing up, uh, against the courage, I was like, I think they're going to get smashed by the courage. Yeah. I'll be honest, <laughs> this ain't going to be easy. Just, just like really good. And then people, they were tweeting at me and they were like, <laughs> This dude hasn't even watched any of the games. Why is he saying that? Like, and then, and what happened at the final? All right. Okay. So your boy wasn't wrong, but you know, no disrespect to the Red Stars, but I'm, I'm curious about what the, the, the approaches, cause they, they are a team that seems to, uh, at least the last few years, they get, they can get in, in big games or if they need to get that result to, to get to, through the playoffs, they can. But what, obviously, the Courage are a different beast. But when it comes to, you know, the departure of Sam Kerr, what, what is the identity now of the Red Stars and, and, and how they're going to score goals? You know, I think we're 2020 is providing a look into that, right? It's giving us a platform. We already had a Challenge Cup, and now there's going to be a fall series to sort of see what that could potentially look like. Um, you know, that 2019 team was incredibly special. And um, for someone who's been watching the team as long as I've been watching the team, um, and me and myself and my co-host, you know, we were covering it pretty, pretty closely. And we both agree that that 2019 roster, hands down, was the greatest Chicago Red Stars roster of all time. Uh, and so that, that bar has been set. So yeah. now what we're seeing is uh, who's going to smash that, right? And how do you smash that? And you smash that by winning hardware, right? right? Um, Chicago, for quite some time, has always been a team that has kind of kind of bull like bullied their way you know what i'm saying like into the narrative of what's considered a top tier team and i think that's part of what makes them so endearing right because for so long within nwsl you're talking about what's considered a top tier team and you looked at whether it was a whoever's paul riley team was at the time you know whether it was the new york western flash or, or now north carolina and portland thorns right that's the narrative you know, right. and that's who that, those are the matchups that really get people hyped up to. It's preached a lot about the, the, the rivalry between those two teams specifically. Right. And then all of a sudden you had a team like the Red Stars, just like I said, just sort of quietly kind of throw some balls and, and get them <laughs> and push their way into that conversation and say, hold on. You know, we're here too to compete. Right. So, again, that's one of those things that really, I think, um, has endeared them to, to so many maybe kind of casual fans. Right. And uh, with a roster that more or less up until this season didn't have a lot of, of turnover. Right. They kind of built their team up through the draft, added pieces where they had to add. Right. And then always kind of had that sort of star striker and leader up top that they can always look to, whether it was a player like Kristen Press within her era or a player like Sam Kerr in her era, right? So they're going through what we've heard on record a few times is a little bit of a of a, a building year, not a rebuilding year, but they've been calling it just a straight up building year. Uh, you know, losing a player uh, like Sam Kerr to, you know, new challenges because a player like her always has to keep pushing herself, right? So seeing her, she, you know, from my, from my personal perspective, I think she did her job. You know, she won a semifinal 
with the Red Stars, which was something that had never been done in years after they had been knocking, you know, and gotten to a championship final, right? And they fell short against right now what is arguably one of two of the greatest teams in the world. So I think when we're talking about women's professional soccer, from the European side, obviously you've got a team like Lyon, Lyon but in yeah. American women's soccer, there's no doubt. It's it's so you've got Lyon and you've got North the Carolina Courage. Stars of the, the North Carolina yeah. Courage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> I, there's a for someone like me, I mean, there's no there's no shame in losing to the greatest the greatest team in the world, man. <laughs> like if you're gonna lose, you better you better lose to the goats, right? Yeah. So coming out of that and watching how they kind of operated in their off season, kind of watching some of the moves that they made, whether it was throughout the draft and throughout the off season, kind of collecting a forward, uh, a forward your striker by committee, right? Like going out and getting a player like Khalil Haiwa, you know, or getting players like Rachel Hill, you know, Mackenzie Donegate and adding to some forwards that are already within the team players like, you know, Katie Johnson, Savannah McCaskill and kind of, really forcing the issue here and saying like let's see and not be so reliant on one type of striker that's going to mean that their soccer is probably going to look a little bit different and that's probably also means that their soccer is going to feel a little bit painful sometimes right (laughs) but I think what we saw in the challenge cup was very very impressive I mean uh, we saw a Chicago Red Stars team that kind of wanted to utilize the challenge cup as an opportunity to get experience for so many young players and new talent on their roster while integrating a lot of new players who happen to be veterans, right? Even second year players, you know, players like Savannah McCaska and and Katie Johnson, you know, they are in their second year with the Red Stars and the player like McCaskill really only had a a short window of time to try to make an impact when they acquired her mid season last year. So they've always been referring to this as a building year and that's definitely what it is for them. So I'm excited to see potentially more of that stuff kind of come together as the year closes out. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about Chicago and some of the positive changes they've made. Uh, One of the teams in the NWSL uh, based on their ownership group and some of the front office things we've hearing we're hearing about. And this also includes, obviously, uh, the the men's professional team they own over in uh, Utah are going through some not so positive changes. Uh, Deloy Hansen had made some uh, very racist comments. Uh, It's come out that he's going to sell the team. But now it seems like there's a, a rush of former employees or maybe some whistleblowers kind of talking about some of the uh, very negative uh, sort of work experience and some of the some of the misogynist stuff that was happening on the women's side. I don't maybe you're not completely up on what's happening currently, but what are some of like what's the general consensus about what's happening? Is this something that was known previously? And do we think that this is going to be a positive change? Because some the the excitement and the anticipation of what's happening over at Angel City and just in in the league in general seems everything is like moving forward in such a positive direction and such a more like everyone's like overjoyed. And then here comes Utah kind of reminding you of yesteryear. What's what's sort of what some of what you're hearing? You know, personally speaking, like this is these are all I feel statements, right? Uh, I want to preface this by <laughs> I want to preface well what I'm about to say by saying that these are I feel statements. These are no reflection of no one else but me. So you're not um, reading directly from a commissioner's note. This is <laughs> I am definitely not. I'm definitely not. But you know, the the week that we all just bear witness to, right, out of professional sports, seeing so many players from multiple professional leagues uh, sort of kind of band together in this like example and display of collective action right um i think it's so important especially for all the naysayers out there who talk about how protesting doesn't achieve anything or or doesn't work what we're seeing is that that's just not true 
right? And uh, unfortunately, some people uh, don't know how to not center themselves when it comes to this type of stuff. And I think that's what we, part of what we saw recently out of the ownership group within Utah, right? Uh, There were a lot of pretty atrocious comments made in response to what players specifically were trying to bring attention to. And you heard a whole lot of me and I, and not a lot of we and what can I do and how can I be you know, of service to you and, and, and how can I help? And in light of that, uh, it opened up a bit of a gate, right? And everything just kind of came flooding out and some pretty, I think we can all agree, atrocious things uh, had taken place behind the scenes, right? We hear a lot of uh, stories about like racist comments and stuff like that. And we're recently hearing um, some other really gross things that, you know, are talk- talking about real sexist comments as well when it comes to the women's side of things. It, it, it's so wild how we, you know, we, we're looking for the racism and we uncover all this misogyny paired with it you know it's it like funny it's, it's weird like, those two are always yeah. inextricably linked for some they reason say yeah. you shouldn't you shouldn't b- protest because there's no such thing as racism and then as soon as you protest we find all this racism yeah. Yeah. and then you find all this other stuff right yeah. you find all the sexism and the, right. the socioeconomic issues and how everything is 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 linked and combined and interchanging right and how one thing impacts the other and vice versa right um and you know on the mls side of things on the nwsl side of things talking about the investigation was going to take place and we saw something happen immediately right in terms of the timeline of things this did not take long at all because what we're hearing now what's being reported now is that the current ownership group uh, thinks it's in the best interest to go ahead and uh, you know sell basically yeah. they're sharing so nah we yeah. can't do all that we opened one filing cabinet <laughs> yeah exactly so on on the other side of that though you know i think there's also it's important to remember that you know money doesn't fix everything right i think on the women's soccer side specifically i think that having an ownership group in utah at the time uh was really touted as like this really end-all be-all like a a level of standard right that people want to continue seeing in nwsl and uh, i'm not negating uh the work that so many people did because it wasn't just one person right not at all um there was obviously a lot of work behind the scenes from probably some pretty amazing people to get things done right and to set kind of a new standard for women's soccer that we're starting to demand more of, you know, to see from, from clubs. Right. Uh, So hopefully, yes, there will be a new ownership group, but my hope is that there is still some form of accountability that takes place. Right. Because I think it's very, very easy to just say, you know what, let's just, let's just sell. Because when you allow racists or sexists to continue being racist or sexist without consequence that's a problem that's not fixing anything and that's not resolving anything so uh, i i'm unsure if uh, the results of those independent findings will ever come to light Um, that's not here for me to say whether or not they will or even if they should 
again, personally, and I feel statement, I think when we're looking for things like accountability and things like that, I think that type of stuff um, would want to be seen uh, by general public, especially, sure. um, you know, maybe a fan base that you're asking to still be invested, right, and still be involved. Um, so this is all ongoing. Uh, there's a lot of legal things that are happening. And there's actually, on outside of it, there's actually some very cool things that we're seeing. I mean, we saw a player like Josie Eldor and, and now J.J. Watt, like, expressing yeah. how, you know, they would want to be interested in, in some capacity, right, to try to uh, maybe form a, a new ownership group. I mean, can you imagine um, uh, somebody like Josie Altidori, like, banding together and having black ownership in a place like Utah? That would be beautiful. That would be phenomenal. It would be it would be epic, you know. It would be groundbreaking. So um, there's a lot that's that's happening. There's a lot that's ongoing. There's a lot that's hard to swallow, right? There's a lot that's hard to take in uh, when you're kind of hearing and reading the reporting that's coming out of hopefully Utah. Some positive stuff happens, you know? but hopefully it's going to lead to some other some other good changes, and hopefully, yeah. selfishly, I that includes. The women's side of things, right? Yeah, I, I hope uh, JJ ends up buying the team, and then uh, Kalia, whenever she's playing against uh, the Royals, she's just like, "I'm hey, gonna, I'm gonna destroy this." <laughs> Can I just say something real quick? Okay, as somebody who's just watching Miss Kalia, who just got here to Chicago, yeah, yeah. you know, you don't have to go looking to Utah. You know, Chicago, I'm sure, will welcome partnership JJ as well. JJ. So I'm just saying, homie. Keep it I know in the family. I know your home state's not too far. You don't gotta go too far, man. Wisconsin, Chicago, your wife's already here. Let's 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 talk. All right. Uh, and we got a bunch of questions from Gully Squad, uh, our our supporters group. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh so we uh so I'll, I'll, we'll try to get through as many as possible. So Nicole Hack, a huge Fire fan, Red Stars fan, uh, you know, built soccer in, fan, <laughs> built in Chicago. Uh, she asks, uh, "How does San uh, How does Sandra think the rise in European women's leagues uh, will impact NWSL? Should we be concerned that the level of play and the NWSL could decline with players being attracted to leagues in Europe more than in previous years?" Oh, good question, Nicole. Put me on the spot. You know, I'm I'm a fan of the European side of the game. I think anyone who watches soccer should consume as much of it as, as they can because you expose yourself to so many different facets of the game, right? And what we saw post-Challenge Cup specifically is, you know, this kind of weird window of time where we weren't too sure if there was going to be extra soccer happening for NWSL in 2020, right? So now we're seeing different, like, play, a number of players go overseas to try to, uh, you know, connect with teams, continue to work on the games, continue to get matches to stay fit, you know, throughout 2020. So I think that there's a benefit in this year, specifically in 2020, because it almost feels like a reset button was hit for everyone everywhere yeah. all over the world, to be quite frank. Um, I think we just saw uh, a Women's Champions League, you know, final that probably saw some of its better soccer from one specific team in the final match. I think we maybe saw some questionable moments. We were waiting for uh, Lyon specifically to hit a level. We were like, man, you know, they're maybe not looking the way they're supposed to be looking, yeah. but then they reminded us who they were in the final, right? <laughs> and then you saw a Wolfsburg team that was kind of going through their stuff as well. These were two teams that were ranked one and two, and then clearly getting to the final and seeing a, a team that maybe looked a little bit out outmatched, which was kind of weird when you're thinking about a number one and a number two uh, going head to head, right? Uh, but I think this is only going to benefit 
the game, honestly. Nice. I think you want to see your players getting exposure because while, yes, there's maybe big players like World Cup winning players, right, that are heading overseas and pursuing playing opportunities over there, it's not just them. You know, there are longtime veteran players of NWSL who are making the choice to maybe continue their 2020 overseas, you know, and that's going to benefit the league. Those players who are your literal backbone players of the league. This isn't just, this isn't a league that's just composed of, you know, 20 to 23 superstars who go to the World Cup every four years. This is a league that's composed of like 200 women who come from all facets of life um, and who have been in this league for X amount of years. So I think that stuff should always be encouraged. And I think it's only going to benefit the game worldwide actually that leads me right to emily gertis's question which is uh well first she starts what's your favorite part about being a part of the cbs broadcast but she also asks what kinds of talent do you think will showcase at the fall series especially now that so many heavy hitters have gone abroad and who do you think we should be keeping an eye on she also said everybody quiet sandra's on tv i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i love that part (laughs) emily gertis That kills me. That always cracks me up when everybody does that. Uh, Because that's something that like I've done on my own Twitter and I'll be like, everybody shut up. There's so-and-so's on TV. Uh, So it's weird to kind of see how uh, this is all coming full circle. But my favorite part of CBS uh, broadcasting, I got a shout out my girl, Ali Ali Wagner, my my soccer boo. Um, So she's probably my favorite part. Uh, Sherry Baresi, she always uh, runs runs the show there for us and and, and feeds us. She feeds us. So uh, I I love them both uh, equally. And uh, in terms of the other question, I'm already drawing a blank on the follow-up question. Help me. Oh, uh, who do we think is going to showcase, especially now that so many heavy hitters have gone yes. to Europe? And That's is it why just I... Shea Groom and Rachel Daly constantly Let me tell scoring? you, bro, again, while we're getting personal, this is going to be another actual statement. The reason why I blanked on that is because at the time of this recording, right, that we're doing this, we don't necessarily have a lot of rosters in front of us, guys. I think we have yeah. one team that announced the roster in O.O. Rain, so thank you, O.O. Rain, for hooking up <laughs> your, your media folk and wanting us to, you know, giving us the opportunity to talk about you. Um, you know, we're only getting a partial schedule from NWC. So it's, it's all it's all happening very, very quickly. Uh, but if if we're going off a challenge cup, I'm I'm looking for the continuation of what we saw there. We saw so many coaches, a good handful of them, uh, util- want to utilize that as an opportunity for the younger players to get actual genuine game day experience. And I think we're gonna see a little bit of a continuation of that. Um, you know, obviously we might see some some veteran players who didn't make the option to go over to, they're gonna stay here and lock in and be participating within this fall series but i'm still looking for those newer faces and those newer names to kind of get in there and step up and challenge and kind of show a lot a bit of a larger roster for some of these teams you know and if you're a team like la if you're a team like louisville and expansion team you're probably paying attention to these teams you're going to be looking at these games in the fall series because all of these rosters are going to be big now but in the future, when hopefully things kind of settle in and we get back to what a regular season or schedule or a regular roster will look like, there might not be all that room for yeah. some of these players. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think, uh, you know how Meg has to deal with, is is the schedule out yet? <laughs> Sandra's going to be like, uh, deal with, is the roster out yet? What's going yeah. on? <laughs> Everybody's responsible for something when it comes to NWSL. (laughs) (laughs) The journalists are are the ones doing the heavy lifting uh, on on, on PubSide and Speak. So, okay, we have a couple other questions. So uh, this one from 
from Matt L. He said, uh, at what point did she realize she's awesome? You don't have to answer <laughs> oh, that. Oh, man. People are showing That's... you love. I'm telling you. <laughs> she, so Matt, Thank she you. just texted us day one. <laughs> she's too, she won't say it, but that's what she really means. Lura, Lura asked, um, is, uh, she asked, are you ready to be as uh, big as Meg Linehan? So look, this is, this, people, people are putting you uh, on a pedestal man. already. Uh, but she did also ask, what is, what are you hoping to see uh, from CV, CBS investing in more soccer coverage? Which also Douglas Reyes Ron also has a kind of a similar question. Yeah. Yeah, no, shout out, shout out to my homie Meg Linehan. She's 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 the one. Uh, and if you follow me on Twitter, my profile picture says it such. It tells you to direct all questions <laughs> yeah. to her. Don't come yeah. to me with that, please. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited about CBS and the partnership with NWSL. And I'm, of course, selfishly very excited to be part of that and be one of the people that's going to be involved in making sure that there's constant content flowing for everyone about NWSL. So it's, it's, it's hard to imagine, but, you know, NWSL is still this really growing league. It's still really young. You know, it's still in its kind of development stage. And we're watching it kind of enter into this new era, right? An era in which it's never seen before, you know, an era in which it's outgrown so many of its predecessors. It's 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 going to be going into its its ninth season after, you know, after 2020 concludes. And despite that, you still see this kind of necessary need for even all those little things. Like people still want to look uh, for where, where the like where the schedules are at, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. They want to see where the rosters are. They want to see the tra the trackers. They want to see where players are going overseas. And that's all stuff that happens in major professional leagues. That's all content that you get constantly year round, really, yeah, yeah. with all with all of these leagues. And we need to start seeing that with a league like NWSL. It needs to be treated as such. If we're talking about professional sports, sports entertainment, whatever you want to label it all of that needs to be equal, right? Not just uh, condition standards and, and pay for players, but the coverage and the marketing of the sport. And there's a huge opportunity here within CBS and they're embracing it wholeheartedly. There's a great team on the editorial side of stuff. I'm so lucky to have their support. I'm, I feel so blessed truly that they've reached out and kind of sought me out as talent to bring on, to bring on and kind of help them also navigate things. Uh, but we've got a lot of great stuff in the works, you know, it's hopefully uh, maybe there will be some, some interviews and in, in, in podcasts in the future, I would love to have that be incorporated a little bit to kind and of talk to the and hopefully a larger the starts to release some more information to make your job easier. Yeah, and it'll yeah. be great. So <laughs> it'll be great. So just just everybody stay tuned. Log, log into your your CBS All Access. You know, check out cbssports.com. It's, it's gonna be right. it's gonna be great. All right, thank you everyone for joining us today. Thank you, Sandra. Uh, absolutely crushed it. Uh, we it. appreciate your time. Uh, we have to get you back on the show. There's so much we could talk about. Uh, you you also we need to do a WNBA episode. Uh, and, and talk about a bunch of stuff there as well. So, uh, Sandra, is there anything you want to let people know about before we sign off? Everybody, just stay engaged. If you wanna, if you wanna follow me on Twitter, you can do that. But you got to be nice. You can find me at Sandra underscore. That's H E R R. ERA underscore shout out to cbssports.com. That's where you can find all the CBS stuff for NWSL and shout out to the Southside Trap podcast. Honestly, if you're looking for team specific content, if you're into Chicago as a whole, go check out the podcast and support us on Patreon if you can. Uh, but yeah, thanks guys for having me. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely honored. Thank you so much. All right. So uh, everybody, make sure you follow at Soccer Cooligans on all social media platforms. Follow uh, at Fubo Sports on all social media channels as well. And make sure to follow the Fubo Sports 
uh, uh, YouTube channel for full episodes of the program. So do all those things uh, and your life will just be better. Okay. Yeah, click all uh, those so- buttons we just told you to click. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let us end the show the way we normally do. So for Sandra Herrera, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerrero. And together, what are we? The, the Cooligans! Cooligans!